Well, two observations on this feast day of St. Thomas. First, something I struck me from a commentary I was reading. The Lord had originally appeared to the eleven, well, actually would have been ten, of the apostles uh, a week previous to this, on the first Easter Sunday. And he would have given them, and they would have heard through other uh, avenues as well, instructions to go to Galilee to see Christ there. Now, they remained, though, in Jerusalem for at least a week here. And uh, the, the commentator noted, they didn't give up on Thomas. Thomas uh, was doubting. Uh, he was struggling with what, what just had just taken place with the crucifixion of Christ. And uh, they could have, if they wanted to, just uh, taken off and obeyed the Lord's words immediately and gone to Galilee and left Thomas down south in, in Jerusalem and say, forget about it, that guy's not, not a believer anymore, so let's, get, let's lose him. Let's write him off. But they didn't do that. They stuck with him. They stuck around him. They let him continue in their company. And uh, it's a great lesson for us when we have family members or when we have uh, friends who are Catholic who don't attend Mass anymore or maybe they attend here and there and they don't really believe, they don't really uh, believe the teachings of the Church or they have, they have serious problems with the Church, whatever it might be, but that we remain in communion with them and we stick with them because Jesus doesn't give up on them and so we shouldn't either. And it's in the midst of that communion, it's allowing them to remain in our company that Jesus appears to them and reveals himself to them and shows uh, the scars and the, and the nail marks and the wound in the side. So that would be a first observation, not giving up on friends and family members who have maybe seemed to be distanced from the faith uh, the second observation would be simply this, that Thomas's profession at the end, when he, when he actually sees the risen Christ, was a profession of belief in Christ's divinity. He says, my Lord and my God. Now, that is still not something that's completely, that's, that's evident to the senses. It's not like you can look at Jesus and immediately conclude that he is God. So there was still an element of faith in Thomas's profession. And the light of faith is given to us in baptism. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's completely extinguished in a Catholic as they, they grow up and maybe their parents don't bother to really instill the faith or transmit it to them. And as they get older, they start hearing uh, uh, specious re reasons why Catholicism is not true or they have various distractions in life and they come to a point where they say, I, re I refuse to believe, I don't believe anymore. At that point, unfortunately, the light of faith is completely extinguished in them and uh, it's not impossible that they, they can regain faith. That is possible, but they'll have to repent and they'll have to kind of begin again. But I think oftentimes it's not that the light of faith is completely extinguished, it's that it's sort of suppressed. And uh, we have false reasons in our minds why we don't believe. And it's those false reasons that really, it doesn't completely extinguish, but it suppresses the light of faith that's in our heart. And uh, this is where some, there is a room and there is place 
for some rational argumentation for what might be called apologetics. Apologetics is the art of giving reasons to believe, of showing why Catholic Christianity is in accordance with reason, with sound uh, historical thinking, and with, with sound ethical and sound philosophical thinking about God and, and morality. And uh, there is a real room for that because it's oftentimes not so much that we're trying to uh, instill faith in someone by reasoning with them, but it's we're removing the false thinking that they have so that the light of faith that's in them can actually come forth and be cultivated and shine. And it can be a real act and work of mercy for us on our part to reason with someone who's maybe kind of lost their faith or their faith is dimmed or weak. I think of recently the, the Supreme Court decision uh, about gay marriage. And as we all know, the, the church teaches that homosexual acts are intrinsically immoral and that uh, these marriages are not valid marriages and that the state can pass a law um, that is uh, contrary to reason and contrary to nature and contrary to the moral law. And this is going to be a great conflict between the church and the secular, the broader secular society. And many Catholics themselves probably might think, well, this is a good thing. We, I'm happy for this. Um, and many people are, are thinking this is a good thing. But with charity and with clarity, we as Catholics are going to have to be able to explain to people the church's teaching. And so it's a great work of charity on our part to actually inform ourselves as to what the church teaches and why, and to give rational explanations to people. So engaging in a little bit of apologetics can be a great act of mercy. And that was what Jesus was doing for Thomas when he showed up. And he says, see, do you want proof? Look, here you go. And when he did that to Thomas, what little bit of the false thinking that was in Thomas's mind was cleared away. And that light of faith that was in his heart that probably had not been completely extinguished came back, came to life. And Thomas became one of the greatest apostles he went to India, and his faith was so strong that he gave his life for our Lord there.